From Relay FM, this is Virtual, episode number 42. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Hover, simplified domain management. Welcome back to the show for our E3 coverage this week. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Federico Vatici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. I feel like your your Italian is getting more and more Italian every week. Well, it's it's getting more and more something. I don't, yeah. I don't know if Italian is the is the right word. It's got a very strong, very strong accent. I think probably worse is the word you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on your concept of a better Italian. It's really strong. So, hello, Mike. How are you? Oh, I am, I am dandy. I'm happy to be talking to you. I'm uh, right now just trying to keep myself in good spirits because um, I'm very concerned for the next hour. No, come on. It's, I mean, we... we... There's there's been worse. I, I'm trying to keep this uh, attitude. You know, we've seen worse. Uh, we've seen better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've also seen worse, I think. Um, so we talked about Sony and Microsoft a few days ago. E3, lots of games. Uh, apparently, I don't know if you saw Mike, but lots of people, uh, video game people on Twitter, have been saying that the Uncharted demo that Sony showed at the uh, the PlayStation. Uh, press conference was actually uh playable for the press with an extended demo that was much better than yeah the i don't understand that like everyone's saying like oh my god the extended demo is amazing i was like yeah. well, why didn't you just show that bit then yeah but, I don't know. but say long, that though man. uh what we saw the demo that they showed was also amazing i'm looking forward to it i enjoyed uh the previous uncharted game although i got a bit stuck and then just stopped watching stop playing but mm-hmm. i will be getting I, I it think because there's... It looks like a real next-gen game, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've never played Uncharted games um, besides the PS Vita one, which came out like three years ago. It's not like a real Uncharted game. Yeah, it was kind of terrible and boring. So I think there's going to be an Uncharted collection uh, on PS4. (laughs) Am I just making this up right now? Why do I remember that there's going to be an Uncharted collection? In HD, like a remaster, maybe like three three games on one disc. Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection is coming to PS4 this October. See, it wasn't a dream. So I I think I need to play um, the Uncharted games before because a lot of my friends. This is like Last of Us level of recommendations from my friends. You need to play Uncharted games. You need to play Uncharted games, and I trusted my friends uh, with the Last of Us. So I think I should do the same with, with the Uncharted games. But the first two ones are kind of old at this point because they came yeah. out on the PS3 era. But if, if do you know if it's an HD remaster that they're doing? Oh, let me take a Must be that, that some kind of remaster. Uh, I mean, at least new textures and, you know, some slight adjustments. I'm reading. I think I, reading. Yeah. I need to play these games, Mike. You need to tell me. It doesn't say... However, doesn't say. Well, that, not well, a good I'm, sign. I'm sure it does say in here somewhere, but I'm just not seeing. Oh yeah, remastered release. Okay, perfect. So uh, I don't have any more, uh, you know, reasons not to play these games. So anyway, I think uh, even if you bought that and just went and just played three, you'd be you'd probably be set. Oh yeah, because the story is not that important. I mean, I played three and I didn't feel like I was lost of anything. Hmm. Yeah, but you know, I need to know stuff. When is when is that due? When is Uncharted due? Is that like holiday uh, next, season or something? Next year, I think. 
No, it's not next year. I think it's coming out next year. Everything's coming out next year. Yeah. Okay. Except, you know, No Man's Sky, because nobody knows when it's coming out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I've been reading Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the Uncharted demo was great, according to people. Uh, I saw many pictures and videos from other people kind of hanging out at the Nintendo booth at at the convention center and I didn't I didn't see probably because I don't follow many Xbox people on Twitter d- didn't see many Xbox first impressions of demos and stuff I need to go to YouTube and 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 look it up uh so but it looks like a solid overall E3 from Sony and Microsoft right uh lots of people lots of games new IPs every once in a while there's new IPs lots of sequels uh but overall like a solid show from Sony and Microsoft. I was thinking about the term IP the other day mm-hmm. and how it really upsets me when like the corporate speak ends up being what the journalists use and then what all the fans yeah. use. Like yeah. IP, it means intellectual property. Like <laughs> yeah, no, which is a legal term. Like it's so like ugh. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, everybody calls it it's, that way. Yeah, I mean that's why, you know, you got it and it's it's what it is. It's even, it's even stranger for me because in Italy, IP, which we call EP, um, it's, a, it's a brand of uh, <laughs> gas stations. <laughs> so every time I, I, I see IP you know, on the internet, I think about gas stations. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, words colliding. Um, so br- this brings us to Nintendo. They had this digital event. We watch the video on the the live video on YouTube. Um Mike, do you wanna talk about like the first few seconds of the video? Because it kind of opened with a uh, very particular introduction. Uh, puppets. <laughs> Nintendo puppets. <laughs> how yeah. do you feel how do you feel about that? <laughs> um I mean I think we're used to the fact now that they're gonna do something weird to make it entertaining. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when it, I was expecting something silly. What did they do last time? Oh, they did the Super Smash Brothers fight, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah, they did the Smash fight. Yeah. So and like, what was that? Like, like a few months ago, they did the. Um, uh, what was that? That they, they, someone in went into the Nintendo headquarters. Yeah, and they fire and- Bill Trinan and. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm used to the fact now that I'm going to get some form of entertainment. Sure. That's, yeah. you know, that's just a thing that I'm expecting from them now. So I just uh, feel like maybe every time at E3 you see this big proclamations from Sony and Microsoft, you know, these uh, corporate people in suits walking on stage and saying, we're going to, you know... These big words for video games, you know, all these marketing buzzwords, and you see all the rehearsals, all the precision of these keynotes, and then Nintendo goes up and there's puppets. You know, it's just a weird contrast. The way that I see this is, if you're not going to spend the money on the huge stage with all of the production, and you're just going to do a YouTube video, you need that. YouTube video to look good in some respect. You can't just put people in a room and have them talk to you. So I think Nintendo is well aware, and I think 
their marketing team have done a bang up job in create something that is entertaining, but also create mm-hmm. something that is memeable. Yeah, yeah, and, true. And they, they exactly. do a good job with that, and and I think yeah. that that that's the right approach if you're going to point. to to not bother with the big event. That's yeah, bad. that's a good point because every time there's a Nintendo Direct, there's people. I don't know how they do it, but there's a gifs from the videos oh, on instant. Twitter. I don't know how people do like, it. I think there must be some kind of app that people run to record the live screen and and make a gif in like in real time. I don't know how people do it. They just uh, do you follow Wario sixty four on yeah. Twitter? Yeah, yeah the, the guy has gifs like <laughs> in a matter of seconds. I don't know how, how he does it. Can't you get um, like editorial to do that for you? <laughs> yeah, mm, no, because you. Well, in theory, there's a bunch of Python modules for GIF generation, but it's just recording a live video on iOS. It's a problem. Um, So anyway, I wanted to ask you, before we talk about the actual announcements, what were our expectations coming into Nintendo's E3? Uh, What were we expecting and what did we, you know, what did we get? Because I feel like we need to put our... um, old expectations in context Good idea. We, we've talked about this before we we just said on the show a bunch of times nintendo needs to announce stuff for the holiday season because they don't have anything basically uh they just have uh, what was that like a like a the yoshi game and mario maker and mario maker and we said they need to, to they need to have something they need to have some kind of announcement but we didn't expect mobile games we didn't expect nothing about the NX, the, the next no. generation console. Um, we just said maybe there's going to be some surprises. Maybe a new Metroid game could be could be in the cards for for E3. Well, I've um, been expecting and saying for months that we would see Star Fox because they yeah. they they keep saying, and I think they're stuck to this, that it will be out for the holidays. So considering we had seen no game footage up to this point. That was what I was more than anything expecting to see. I was maybe hoping for a little bit of Zelda, um, even though we know it's not coming, but the game is obviously being developed. Um, there was a part of me that was hoping for a new Mario to be announced um, because we're it's the 30th year. So I was hoping for the next Mario game, probably uh, Super Mario Galaxy 3. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So... Now, moving to E3, uh, actually, I don't want to start with the video, uh, although I really needed to mention the puppets because I feel like it was appropriate to start with that. Um, the day before, they did, they hosted the Nintendo World Championships. Yeah. And there's this Nindies at Home video, which you need to, to explain to me. Uh, but let's talk about the World Championships before. Did you watch the event live? No. Okay, so I watched a little, then I got kind of tired because, I mean, four hours was kind of too much. I needed to spend time with my girlfriend, and I watched some recaps afterwards. So I, I think I caught the, the, the best moments. Um, the uh, Ryu from Street Fighter is uh, going to be in Super Smash Brothers. Uh, on, on the Wii U, you can buy Ryu, and it's got this yep. like special skill set. Yeah, see, um, I didn't watch the actual event. I was just reading Twitter the next morning yeah. and, and just basically I could get all of the information that I needed from that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid move to have 
Ryu as another, you know, Smash really has gra- graduated from just Nintendo characters to like famous video game characters from companies that are friends of Nintendo just fighting against each other. Obviously, you're not gonna have like Sony and you know Microsoft characters like Master Chiefs from the Halo series, or I don't know Ratchet and Clank from from you know from PlayStation. But you have now Pac-Man, you have Mega Man, you have Ryu, you have you know all these other characters making into their way into Super Smash Brothers, and it's kind of strange. Maybe uh, it, it kind of looks more like. Um, like they're trying to have as much stuff as possible, but on the other hand, it, they're they've been very considerate with adding new characters to the roster. And it does feel to me though that it's becoming less Super Smash and more like Tekken. Mm. Like if it feels like it's losing the fun, to me. You think so? I don't know why that is. Like I mean, admittedly, I don't play Smash because I can't. I can't understand it. But as they start to add more and more characters. I feel like it's losing its Nintendo-ness. Yeah, I can, I can see, I can, I can see your point. Uh, it looks like, like Ryu. More... Ryu is like one of, he is like the most f- uh, famous f- fighting game character of all time, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Ryu Hadouken. Everybody knows that. I think that's a, that's really serious, and I know people play Smash seriously, right? But mm. that is not the conceit of the game. I don't think. I think it's meant to be fun. Um, and it, I, don't know, I don't know. Just those two things together, they don't really match for me. I don't know why. But I, I think I think what you what you feel is that the the game feels more uh, diluted. You know. Yeah. There's more stuff that's not Nintendo, and it feels like they're lo- they're losing maybe focus just by so. adding more paid content, and it makes sense. But people who play this game are are super into these additions of course like, and it makes it, sense it's what i would do because it's great marketing but it just yeah. feels a bit weird but there are still tons and tons more nintendo characters that could go in this like I don't, they don't necessarily have to bring in capcom characters yet but it's it's the right move because it looks good and it gets headlines so yeah so um you know uh, the world championships uh lots of people uh, playing video games and the, the the matches were i mean if you're into watching other people <laughs> play video games uh it, it was really fun especially because there was a uh, cosmo uh I, I follow this guy on twitter he's uh, famous for his uh, zelda ocarina of time speed runs uh kind of kind of unbelievable that cosmo made it from the, you know the niche speed run community to the finals of the nintendo world championships and but yeah I mean, they they played uh, Super Smash, Mario Kart, and Mario Maker, which was insane. They had this crazy final stage with Mario Maker, uh, and it was like incredible, incredibly evil as as a level. Uh, there was all sorts of traps and, and obstacles and enemies, and there was Shigeru Miyamoto at the end, uh, and John Numbers won the, the Nintendo World Championships. I'm really pleased that Cosmo didn't win. And when I found out that Nintendo did this, I kind of felt a bit bad about it. I didn't like that they invited, like, a professional. Because the whole conceit of this was, like, anyone can do this, you know? And 
so I'm really happy that somebody who came from like the Best Buy heats or whatever won yeah. the championship. Because I don't know, there's just part of it was like, why did you do all of that if you were just going to invite like professional game players to the to well, the event? I, I don't think Cosmo is a pro of Mario Maker. Anyway. Yeah, but he, do you, you know, but there are certain skills, right? And I just feel like he didn't do anything specific to this competition to get into the competition. He was just put in it. Yeah, and I understand he's like seeded, like they do in loads of different competitions, but I don't know, there's something about it where if he would have won, it wouldn't have felt sweet to me. I think it's really good that just like a regular guy who yeah. played, like who went through the whole competition, went through all the ranks, won it. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's very, very, very cool of Nintendo. And uh, there was Reggie at the... Yeah, <laughs> he, he played he got, Smash. He got, he got owned at Smash. <laughs> and uh, they announced that the original mother game for the, from the NES called uh, Earthbound uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the US, in the West, uh, the first one, uh, so in theory Earthbound Zero, uh, will be available on Virtual Console with the name Earthbound Beginnings. Yeah, so my uh, understanding is this is the game that then became like then there was a sequel that was released outside of Japan. Yeah, that so was called basically, Earthbound, and this is the one that came before Earthbound called yeah. Mother, which we never got. So right? basically, in Japan, you uh, you have Mother, Mother Two, and Mother Three for the uh, Mother Three is only for Game Boy Advance, and the first Mother uh, never found its way out of Japan. The second Mother game uh, was renamed Earthbound and came to the Super Nintendo in the in the West. And now they're bringing the original Mother as Earthbound Beginnings uh, to the Virtual Console. And at this point, uh, we only need uh, Mother 3. I don't know how they they will call it, like Earthbound Future, maybe, (laughs) if they ever decide to put it out in the the Virtual Console. Uh, Great news, there was a really nice video from the series creator, uh, Shigesato Itoi. Uh, So if you're into the the Earthbound series, it's really cool. Uh, At one point in my life, I was kind of obsessed with this game. Uh, So I subscribed to everything from EB Central, which is Earthbound Central. It's a fun website uh, about this series. There's a whole community about Earthbound. Uh, It's super awesome. other stuff from the from the World Championships, we got this uh, demo from this game, which at that point was only known as Blast Ball, and it was like multiplayer first-person shooter for the you know 3DS, and it kind of looked like Metroid, and a lot of people were like, "Yeah, Nintendo is making a Metroid-like game for the huh. 3DS." And they're playing multiplayer. Uh, it looks kind of simple, but whatever. So they have this new game. We didn't know the day before what would happen with this game. So before we move to the digital event, uh, what's the Nindies at home, Mike? So Nindies at home is basically Nintendo's attempt at doing like uh, early access. So there's nine games on the eShop. Um, known as Nindy, so Indie Nintendo, Indie Nintendo developers. And if you download any of these pre-release games and try them out, you'll get a fifteen percent discount of the launch version of that game. Hmm. So that's how it's working. So there's uh, there there is a selection of games that I don't remember the names of, but there's it's not really stuff that I've ever heard of before. Oh, oh there's like that mud, super mud, mega mud game. Oh, yeah. Mod, Super Mutant Challenge. Mods. Yeah. 
There's sure. I'm looking for the video now. Soul Axiom. Okay. I'd, ne- I'd never heard of these. Freedom yeah, Planet, sure. Galaxy Trail, Typo Man. Typo Man is fun. I watched the video. Um, then we have Former 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we talked about Former 8 before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lovely Planet. I don't remember all these. Extreme Exorcism and Runbo. Runbo was the one that looks the most exciting to me. It's just lots mm-hmm. of colors and... and it's like a rainbow and it looks fun. So you can get, if you download and try out any of these games when they come out, you'll get 15% off the, uh, the, the the final price. Yeah, if this trend doesn't go away of early access, uh, I bet that on the next console and the next version of the eShop or maybe even the next uh, service that the Nintendo is working out with Dina, they're going to have more of these of uh, early access you pay before and you get the demos and then it's gonna it's gonna frame it like you pay you download the demo you pay now and you get a discount they won't say oh you can you can play a pre-alpha or pre-beta version because you know Nintendo li- li- likes to keep these things simple so they'll just say pay now get a discount and you get the demo or you get like you know the, I just don't see Nintendo saying get the beta get the alpha you know because of the target audience that they have uh yes but yeah. that's a little bit too maybe aggressive or too like niche gamer yeah too too much of a gamer as the you know the stereotype of the gamer you know the, the guy who has a playstation 4 or a, mm-hmm. uh or, or a pc with steam you know uh i, I think it's it's a, it, it is a nice trend we talked about this before Nintendo will do it, in my opinion, with a more like friendly version. So th- this Nindy uh, stuff makes sense, I think. Yeah, certainly. So, All right. do, do you want to talk about the <laughs> digital event? Yeah, let's let's take a break and then we'll start talking about what was actually announced at the event. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by Hover, the best way to buy and manage domain names. I love Hover.com so much because they just make it easy. If I want a domain name, if I've got an idea for a project or there's just some silly joke that I want to play on a friend and I want to set up a little website for that or create a little domain for that, I do that. I think a lot of us do that. For me, Hover is the place to go. They make it super, super simple. Um, I'd made so many mistakes in my life in in uh, registering domains other places before I came across the glory of Hover. And what I love about Hover is just how easy they make it. You just go to their website, you type in the domain that you're looking for, and if it's available, you can just go through, you click a few buttons, and it's yours. It's super, super simple to do. They have all of the TLDs you'd expect, like .com, .co, and .me, but they also have ones that maybe you don't even know about, like .diamond, .limo, and .fish, and they're all there. You know, you can get like .watch, I think, is there. You can buy anything at Hover.com. They have all of the TODs and they start at great prices like $12.99 for a .com domain and they of course include who is privacy for free with all of their domains it's, if it's available on that domain type which I think most of them are then Hover will just give it to you they even enable it like automatically so even if you don't even see it your information is going to be protected I mentioned earlier about the fact that I'd had uh, some domains at other horrible places Hover make it really easy to transfer them and I've done that stuff before they have great guides I, I transferred one over with a, with a guide on Hover's website 
that I did do something wrong. So I contacted their support and they helped me out, which was super great of them because they just made it simple for me. Also, if you have a ton of domains, I luckily didn't have a ton of domains somewhere else. If you do, they have their valet service where Hover will take all of the hassle out of switching from your current provider because they will just do it all for you. Hover have great customer support. I mentioned their email support, which really helped me out. They were super fast to respond, but they also have a no hold, no wait, no transfer telephone support policy as well. So, Get yourself over to Hover.com and try them out right now. You want to use the code Bowser at checkout and you'll get 10% of your first purchase at Hover.com and show your support for this show. So that's Bowser, B-O-W-S-E-R. Thank you so much to Hover for their support of this show. So, so let's talk about Star Fox. This is the first game that they that they showed after the little uh, Muppet uh, introduction. They, they, the executives all turned into... Star Fox characters. I didn't really get why that happened, but it did, and it was just a nice way. It was a nice way to tease it because they were just showing little elements that then brought brought up to Star Fox, um, and they kind of showed off some of the gameplay, like some of the shooting stuff. Um, I f- I just feel like we're gonna be sad in this yeah. at the end of this. So let's just just uh, rip off the bandaid here. Um, doesn't look good. Doesn't look any good. It looks kind of terrible. Uh, it looks. I, uh, it looks unfinished. It, it looks lo- unfinished. It looks like a rough GameCube game. Yeah, GameCube's a great way to describe it because there's not a lot going on in the in the environment. The environment looks very empty. Uh, very empty, and the textures are washed out, and it looks slow. If you take a look at the videos, I I watched the Treehouse videos during the week, and they were playing uh, Star Fox, and the people, the Nintendo people there. I think they were like pretending to have fun because it doesn't look fun to me. It, uh, the, the control scheme seems kind of weird, and just and just the game looks. I don't know. Could be that my perspective is influenced by the fact that I never been a huge Star Fox person. I don't like the. I don't like the the idea of this fox on a spaceship. It doesn't make much sense to me. But I don't know because I mean. A plumber going into you know pipes to jumping on mushrooms and turtles doesn't make much sense either. It's just I don't like the Star Fox character. I think he, he looks, I don't know. He wants to be like always, you know, the hero, and it's just a fox. Uh, I don't know. I kind of don't get Star Fox as a game. Yeah, um, I mean, like, look, at, there there are some games later, and we'll get to them that look like they're they're closer to like next gen, right? They look closer to what we're seeing on Xbox and PlayStation. But this just looks... This looks like what you would expect a Wii game to look like, which is a bad move, because what they've shown of Zelda doesn't look like that. No, not even the Mario Kart, Super Smash. When you put those games on a, on a nice HD TV, they look really nice and colorful. And the, the new, especially you know, HD Mario looks fantastic in my opinion. And what they're showing with the Zelda for the Wii U, it looks nice. The trailer was awesome. The gameplay demo was kind of empty, but the game is unfinished. So Nintendo can do nice graphics on on the Wii U if they want to. It's just maybe it's the stylistic direction in, in Star Fox. It doesn't yeah. look, you know, it's no colors, no, I don't know. It's just look empty and there's stuff. There's... Do, you know, do you want to know what I think is a problem with this game? Mm. No Man's Sky. You know, because, you know, you have this idea of space on the next generation consoles and now. You know, We've seen come... how good it can look. Yeah, but it's, that's... Even No Man's Sky, it, it, it's not just, you know, the amount of polygons or textures no. or the engine. It's the style. It's yeah. the 
the atmosphere and it there's no great. atmosphere yeah. here yep so besides graphics <laughs> so this is uh last year e3 2014 they showed this demo of a Star Fox game using the gamepad as a, and we said this is one of the Miyamoto demos they're gonna have a full game next year sure enough there's Miyamoto involved and there was a video of Miyamoto explaining you know the origins of the Star Fox video game and kind of the control scheme of this new one so Basically, you will have two perspectives in this game. On the TV, you see the spaceship. On the gamepad, you see a cockpit view. Yeah, so that looked can... pretty cool as an idea. I could see the use of that. It seems smart. Yeah, but then you have all these other commands and shortcuts that you need to remember. Like, yeah. there's, I think, five or six buttons involved, and you need to switch. Uh, you need to do, like, flips and... and uh, barrel rolls and you need to transform your spaceship to a land vehicle so you can you can transform into the walker or the landmaster and then you can shoot in different ways and I think you can also change characters I don't know it, it, it looks like complex and people who play this game said it takes even Nintendo people were like it takes a while to get used to um and I, I don't know, based on the trailer, the explanation, the first impressions from people, and just by looking at the treehouse sessions, it looks like it's a, it's one of those forced gameplay implementations just to say, hey, we are taking advantage of the gamepad. So the perspective of the on the TV, you see the spaceship from a third-person perspective, and it feels to me like it's a forced perspective to make sure that the spaceship in front of you is blocking the view of what's in, in front of the spaceship, so you need to use the gamepad. So they're using like a weird camera angle to make sure that you rely on the gamepad. And it, it feels like they wanted to have this game, they took a advantage of the gamepad and these two screens and the buttons and the triggers and the stick and the gyroscope and they're sort of cramming it all together in a single game just to prove a point and it doesn't look good you know because even if the game was amazing to look at you could say well it's amazing it's a glorious return of the Star Fox characters whatever if the control scheme is kind of weird I'll get used to it because, you know, graphics kind of swing the deal in a way. And now you got this weird control scheme and a game that looks terrible. And <laughs> it just feels like it's too much for me to get into. Um, I don't know. But again, I, I'm, I'm, I've never been a huge Star Fox person. And maybe playing the game in practice will be fun. Uh, it doesn't look fun to me by the, from the videos. And usually that's a pretty good indication of a Nintendo game. It doesn't look fun. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. And quick sidebar. Uh, during the video, they mentioned uh, the Star Fox 2 game, which was originally planned for the Super Nintendo, and it was cancelled uh, because Nintendo needed to focus from the transition the transition from the uh, SNES to the Nintendo 64. And the Walker uh, transformation of the R-Wing uh, spaceship was originally planned for Star Fox 2. And in spite of the fact that Nintendo is bringing up this game with a casual reference like that, uh, Nintendo announced no plans to bring this basically finished game because Star Fox 2 was kind of finished. There's even a, a fan translation 
of the ROM from the Japanese SNES game that you can download from anywhere off the internet and play on, on an emulator. So Nintendo just brought this up on a whim, just to say, yeah, Star Fox 2 was an inspiration, but it's not coming to the virtual console, at least for now. A again, that's one of those weird things. Why would you reference a game that the internet has been clamoring for years to be released eventually? Huh. You just bring it up and announce no plans. It's just, why, why are you torturing people like that? Because there's people who, gen unlike me, they care about Star Fox. So why would you reference Star Fox 2, you know, especially all the hist considering all the history of this game, and then you say, you know, it would have been nice to say, Star Fox is coming to the Wii U, and by the way, we're also giving you Star Fox 2 in the meantime on the virtual console. That would have been nice. Uh, but no, <laughs> it's not coming. At least no. right now, no plans. Again, one of the many things I didn't like here. Um, so, Mike, after the Star Fox video, there was this weird, at least to me, corporate kind of segment uh, about um, the theme of Nintendo Z3 being transformation. And Nintendo is doing many new things like theme parks, mobile devices, NX, and this is Reggie Filsame just talking about this stuff in the video. He says, yeah, we're, we're gonna do new stuff like theme parks, we're gonna do games for mobile devices, we're gonna, we're working on their next generation consoles, but we're not gonna talk about that today. I think that was the right move, because if they sure. would have just ignored that they exist, that would have been crazy town. Sure, but it's just weird to, to make this big uh, claim about transformation and then announcing the games that they announced afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there was no transformation in the rest of the video, but at that point, our hopes were high. There was no connection between the, the what they wanted to be the theme and the actual stuff in the direct. Um, anyway, so they, they... And this is where, like, the part I really don't like starts. Because they started with all these games... Many of them we've seen before, so it wasn't really announcements of new games. It was like, again, new trailers with a release date. So the first one, Mario Maker. Uh, we've seen Mario Maker before, now it's got a final name. It's called Super Mario Maker. Uh, they announced that you can switch the different characters from the Nintendo universe. You can play as Link if you want in 2D. Uh, you can play, I think, as Ice Climbers, maybe. I saw different characters. Um, th they showed more of this game. They announced a new packaging with a, with a, you know, with a nice uh, in booklet about the creation of the Super, uh, Super Mario Maker, Maker levels. And the, pers the best part of this video... Uh, oh, and also a new 8-bit Eight bit Mario Amiibo that comes in two styles. Uh, the best part of this video was the developer story of um, Tezuka and Miyamoto uh, talking about the creation of uh, Super, Super Mario Bros. and how the tool that they used to create levels kind of evolved throughout the years and eventually they, they said, yeah, maybe we can turn this internal tool that we used as into into a game for players. And so they talked about how they used to design levels and they showed uh, actual uh, pictures of the original Super Mario uh, Bros levels designed on graph paper by hand and because that you was know so beautiful. I really that was very that beautiful. That. So 
they would design the levels on graph paper and then they would give the paper to engineers who needed to transform the drawings into code. And because there was no uh, prototyping tool for computers to kind of apply fixes to the design of levels, to, to adjust uh, a level, they would lay... Uh, see-through paper on top of the original graph paper, make changes, you know, with the, with the original drawing in the background and then give the, the see-through yeah. paper to the engineers. It was kind of beautiful to see uh, what it used to be. And then they said, of course, we made internal tools, design levels, and eventually uh, we decided to make Mario Maker and make it available to people. Now, um, I kind of want to ask you, are you excited about this game? That's a long silence. Because I don't, I don't know how I feel. There are elements of this that excite me. So some of the stuff that they showed at E3 I found more interesting. The fact that you can use like different character amiibos to have them show up. Like they showed the Wii Fit Trainer, which is kind of hilarious. Um, and then like you know, pictures of the packaging are just stunning. And this yeah. beautiful book that it comes with, which is like they actually made that for you. Right? Um, all of that seems really interesting and maybe it might be fun to play with people I don't know like until I actually play it I'm really struggling with this one I will buy it right um because I think it's it it could be fun to play with people like you know I create a level for my girlfriend she tries to beat it that kind of thing maybe me and you could share levels and you know but it's not it's not the game for the holiday. I mean, I, I stand by that statement. If yep. this, Nintendo are betting basically their entire holiday season on Super Mario Maker, which is probably a bad move, and it's definitely, definitely not the original plan they had. Because they were expecting to have Zola. Yeah. So I have thoughts on, on Mario Maker. Uh, these types of games and... Either full games like Mario Maker, they're focused on letting you make levels or level making features in video games, you know, where you can design your own stage or your own track, you know, in, in racing games. I always have problems with this because I have no design skills. I have no imagination when it comes to laying elements down for a stage or a 2D level or a 3D level. I have no creation skills in that in that regard. I don't know how to make a fun level. I don't have the patience or the time or the willingness to say, okay, I'm, I'm spending the next two hours to make uh, a stage that I can that I can play. And being, you know, when I play a video game, I want to be given what to play i want to say okay yeah. this is a this is a game made by a designer and a team of designers and they do this for a living and i'm playing this game that has a cohesive set of levels a story maybe or if it's a sports a sport game it's got this basic set of rules and i just need to play it on my own against the rules or the computer or other people whatever but the basic you know, what I play has been designed by others that do this for a living. And while I understand that some people have creativity and, you know, of course people are 
creative. People can paint and, and do sculptures and, and even do video game levels. This is just not what appeals to me because I like I would buy this game and feel the pressure of being unable to design stuff. Now, I know that you can download levels from other people, but to me that kind of feels like a like a cop out, you know? Like I'm buying this game but I'm not designing anything. And also I it's not that, you know, there's amazing people out there, but I want to play a video game that's been designed for me not just, you know, designed by some person randomly and just put up on in the cloud. And again, this is probably, you know, one of my things that I I just can't get into this stuff, but I don't feel like it's a game for it's a game for the holiday season. It's a I wouldn't even sell this at full price personally because it's not a game. It's a it's It doesn't a level. feel like a full price game, does it? But it's they, a I bet it's going to be one. Tool. Yeah, it's going to be one, which is I, I don't agree with, because um, at least Nintendo should have said, okay, we're, we're giving you this, you know, this single-player campaign, uh, which was totally made with Mario Maker. And if you want, you can make the same campaign using the same stage editor, uh, because we... See, that would have been cool, you know, if Nintendo said, there's a campaign, and there's a mode, if you don't want to create anything, and we made this game using the game. That would have been Haven't fantastic. they done that though? Aren't there levels in this? To, that Are you there can play? levels? Well, because they've, I've heard them. I've heard reports of like you know the levels they were playing in the championships mm-hmm. that they're going to be in the game. Yeah, but it's not a traditional Mario game. You know, there's World One, Two, and there's a basic story, and you play oh, against right, the yeah. boss. You know, I, I'm very traditional in in the, from this point of view, and. Uh, this is a level editor for me. It's, I mean, for other people, it could be a game, but I don't feel like it's the game that Nintendo wants for the holiday season. It's not even Minecraft, you know, uh, because it's different. And I, I feel like they wanted to replicate maybe the uh, basic idea of Minecraft. And I wouldn't say that they failed, but I, I would say that they won't, of course, they won't reach the same kind of level of, you know, massive adoption. And without adoption, without a community making, you know, uh, levels and, and custom stuff, it won't reach any sort of peak or, you know, uh, critical adoption, which, again, it's a Wii U game, so it won't be that popular anyway. Mm-hmm. This would make a lot of sense on the iPad, personally, I think. Uh, you know, but it's Nintendo, so we don't know. Anyway, moving on from Mario Maker... Uh, there's new Amiibo coming. So this was, kind of, again, this was even stranger. Uh, Il- Nintendo is teaming up with the Skylanders team. Oh, we didn't mention there's going to be the 8-bit Mario Amiibo. Oh, yeah. Which looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's another Amiibo, two two styles. Yeah. Uh, and, and it looks kind of huge because when you when you tap the Amiibo on the gamepad in, in the Mario Maker, you get this giant 8-bit Mario on the screen which can, like, destroy everything. It's kind of cool. Speaking of Amiibo, Nintendo is teaming up with the Skylanders team for Skylanders Superchargers, which is the next version in the franchise. And there will be Donkey Kong and Bowser figurines uh, that you can tap on the gamepad to transport them into the into the world of Skylanders. They will have special moves uh, specifically designed for this game. And 
there's a there's a twist in this literally you can twist the base of the figurine and you can either use them as amiibo or as skylanders toys so you will be able to move these characters from Skylanders universe to the Amiibo universe in Nintendo games, uh, which is clever. Uh, we mentioned a while ago this huge article from Polygon about Nintendo missing out on the Skylanders exclusive many years ago. Now Nintendo is kind of, you know, backtracking and going back and saying, yeah, we want to team up with Skylanders, but maybe now it's too late. We'll see. Um, what was weird to me was the... It felt like, so there was Reggie Filzome and the uh, one of the managers of the Skylanders project. And it felt like it was a, it was a, uh, like a corporate message because Reggie was asking, so can you tell us about working with Nintendo? Was it, uh, because a lot of people say that, you know, Nintendo working with the, with this sort of company that really values secrecy and they don't let you use uh, their own characters. So can you tell us about the experience? And he's like, yeah, it was amazing because we got to talk with the Nintendo teams and it just felt awkward. It just felt like one of those marketing internal marketing messages from companies when it was weird it was like you know how hard we are to work with right and it's like i don't get this joke like because if you're making a joke all you're doing is admitting the truth in it like it just seems so weird it really off beat i didn't like that yeah it was like why are there two corporate guys talking about how awesome it is to work with each other um again moving on there's a new Zelda game coming out to the 3DS, and it is called Triforce Heroes. It's based on the A Link Between Worlds engine, uh, and it's a multiplayer Zelda. It's based on the idea of the original Four Swords uh, Zelda game. The first one came out on the on the GameCube with the with the Game Boy Advance uh, Link uh, functionality. It was really fun back then. I remember. Uh, playing with with another friend it was kind of fun um so there's going to be a new co-op zelda game you will be able to play with uh two other people uh there's new mechanics to take advantage of multiple characters on the screen you can you can uh do this uh, what they call a totem so you can stack links on top of each other to reach different platforms and and reach different like uh, elements to solve puzzles. Uh, it'll I, I I think it'll use both local and online multiplayer. Was my understanding. It looks more fun in the local multiplayer. So if you watch the treehouse demo, it, it, you know when you when you put people in the same room playing video games and especially this type of game, it, it always looks fun because you can. You know, you can make fun of each other. You can coordinate messages and instructions. It looks fun. Uh, uh, that's how I feel about this. I'm never going to play exactly. this. Exactly. I was saying it looks fun, but, you know, I don't have any friends here. Uh, to, to <laughs> No, I don't have any friends here with with the 3DS. I have friends, fortunately. You just take a really nice beat. I don't have any friends. Here no, no, with a 3DS. <laughs> no, no, I, no, it was just <laughs> I have friends that don't have a 3DS, and maybe you will be able to play online. But this stuff is more fun with local multiplayer. So yeah, you know, it, it's fun. It looks nice. I would have preferred the single player Zelda. Um, even just I don't know a DLC to to a link between worlds. Just give me a single player Zelda to make up for the lack of Zelda on Wii U this year. Uh, 
there's going to be another Zelda game, so then I'll let you talk about our friends, Mike. Uh, but before we talk about the abomination of Metroid, uh, I'm really oh. upset. Oh, um, I haven't had your opinion on this yet. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's it, it, times like this, I wish our podcast could have the explicit tag. Well, I can iTunes. just beep you out if you really want. No, it. no, no, no. It's it's not my nature. Um, there's another Zelda game, the Hyrule Warriors game, originally uh, released on the Wii U. It's coming out uh, as uh, with the Legends subtitle on the 3DS. Same game includes the DLC previously released on the Wii U, and it'll it'll have characters and stages from Wind Waker. Uh, coming out first quarter of next year, I've been meaning to check out uh, Hyrule Warriors on the Wii U, and, and maybe I still will, because I need a stupid fighting game to kind of relax after work. I don't want to buy Call of Duty, uh, I, and it feels like I just, you know, I need one of those hack and slash video games, just to relax and not think about anything, and with the Zelda characters I can kind of relate with, so maybe I will get the game for the for the Wii U. If I don't, I'll wait for the 3DS version. It looks nice, looks kind of, you know, one of those silly games it's a fighting game it's basically dynasty warriors within the zelda universe so yeah and i mean this is not a new game because we 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 saw i don't remember if it was a an official trailer or a leaked trailer a few uh, like a few Mm. weeks ago i didn't know anything about this oh yeah uh, we we i knew it was coming so not totally new but yeah, again, uh, it, it runs on the whatever line uh, of this keynote, uh, of this video. It's, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, before we talk about Metroid, or quote-unquote Metroid, um, I, I, I think you have something to tell us, Mike. I most definitely do. Our friends at Igloo are back to sponsor this week's episode of Virtual Igloo is an internet you'll actually like. With Igloo, you're able to be active and move around and do your work wherever you want to. You can be sitting in your office on your laptop doing your work and tapping away and you're in Igloo and it works. And you can then take a trip down to a client's office and you can be on the train using your... You can access your Igloo on your phone. This is because... Igloo is built to be responsive. They have an intranet that is responsive. For anybody that has ever used an intranet product before, that is incredible. Because this is what these guys and girls think about over at Igloo. They want to make it easy for you to be able to access your intranet to be able to do your work. And they think about this with the way that they design the product as well. It looks fantastic. You can configure it. You can make it look the way that you want with colors and stuff like that. You put logos on there and you can also create different group spaces. So basically you can set up different parts of Igloo to work with the different teams that are in your organization. So you can configure them exactly to the way that those teams are used to be working, which means that everybody is able to get their work done the way that they want. You can also use uh, stuff like Box and Google Drive and Dropbox. They can all be secured into Igloo's platform so people aren't scattering their documents all over the place with their own personal uh, accounts, which you don't want them to do because that can be really dangerous for your company. With Igloo, you're also able to lock this down. They have like 256-bit encryption, single sign-on, and Active Directory integration support, all safe and secure stuff. It's time to break away from an intranet you hate. Go and sign up for Igloo right now, and you can try it out for free for any team of up to 10 people for as long 
as you want. So go sign up at igloosoftware.com slash virtual. And thank you so much to Igloo for continuing to be a great sponsor and supporter of this show. Mr. Fetici. Mike. Talk to me about Metroid Prime Federation Force. <laughs> Don't call it that. Well, that's what the um, game's called. It's Federation Force. Woo! Go Federation. I had no notes on this at all, by the way, in my notes here. I just saw it and was like, I don't even know. So, remember the Blast Ball game I mentioned a few minutes ago? I do. Well, that's going to be part of this new iteration in the Metroid series, specifically in the Metroid Prime sub-series of the game. And so this is a new cartoon-like first-person shooter apparently set in the Metroid Prime universe. So there's the uh, Federation, there's the Space Pirates. Uh, Those are common characters and and organizations in the Metroid Prime story. But there's no Samus. There's no mature style. Uh, There's no advanced mechanics. It's a a simple first-person shooter uh, and it's multiplayer, and it includes this Federation Force and Blast Ball, and it, this is not the Metroid people were hoping to see at E3, and it looks like Nintendo is just... They made this new game, this new first-person person shooter, and they just kind of slapped the Metroid Prime uh, name on top of it, just to... I don't know, to sell more, but this is the paradox of this announcement. Unless you really believe in this game as a as a as part of the Metroid universe, which I don't think Nintendo does, because this doesn't feel or look or play like the a Metroid uh, class game. There's no point in me in putting the Metroid name on top of it, because Metroid is a series that just people who love it are gonna buy it. Nintendo has always been terrible at marketing Metroid as, as you know, to a wider audience. And traditionally, people who love Metroid buy Metroid. In this way, you're alienating people who love Metroid with a game that it's, that's not Metroid. And maybe the only explanation I can come up with is that Nintendo wants to reimagine Metroid as, a, as some sort of teenage... Uh, you know, style shooter with these cartoon characters in space shooting stuff with a simple control scheme and maybe they want to kind of relaunch Metroid uh, to appeal to these, you know, younger generations. And if that's the case, well, that's too bad, you know, because it's this historic franchise from Nintendo. And just, I don't understand why they're making this game, I don't understand why it's called Metroid Prime, there's even a petition <laughs> online, and uh, like I think about twenty thousand people have already signed this petition to not call this game Metroid Prime. Um, again, it. I'm just. Uh, I don't have any more comments because this is not Metroid. This is not Metroid Prime, and if you take a look at Treehouse videos, um, it looks like a very very simplified Metroid. There's no scanning, there's no adventure. It's a 
simple shooter uses the C stick on the new 3DS, uses the gyro on the old 3DS. Uh, it's been done in collaboration with the next level games, which is too bad because these are the guys that did the excellent Luigi's Mansion for the 3DS. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team. And 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 just by looking at the video, listening to the, the to these people talk about the game, it feels like Nintendo had this idea for this type of game in mind. Uh, apparently the producer has been thinking about this game for 10 years, according to him. And then at the last second they decided to call him Metroid. And it's... Of all the ways Nintendo could have gone with Metroid and Metroid Reboot, this is the wrong way to do it. And this is even more wrong than other M on the, on the Wii. I, I feel like maybe I'm too. Uh, I have a too close relationship with Metroid, and uh, but I just feel like the, Nintendo could have could have done something different to bring back the Metroid Prime name because it's been quite a few years since Metroid Prime, and the only appearance of Samus in Nintendo games has been in Super Smash Brothers, and and they just it they just well yeah whatever just call it Metroid Prime man it's fine. People will understand. People don't understand. And a lot of people are very upset about this game. And, like, I get it. Nintendo wants to make game for young people. And they want to... Uh, they want young people to know their existing games. But there's plenty of ways to go about that. And Federation Force, or whatever it is, it doesn't feel like the proper way to relaunch Metroid. Or the proper way to follow up on Metroid Prime. It just doesn't feel like Metroid, and as always, happy to be proven wrong, but it doesn't doesn't look good. And I mean, it, it looks worse than Star Fox from as a as a as a general observation. Star Fox looks like a bad uh, looks like a bad Wii U game. This looks like a like a, just everything that's wrong about rebooting Metroid. And as a, as a Metroid fan, I'm, I'm really sad to see no real Metroid. With all due respect for next level games. Um, but it's not, the, it's not the right way to, to bring back Metroid. They didn't need to use the Metroid name on this. Cause it's, no, no. Well, they wanted to do it so to try and sell, help sell copies, but I don't know if it's going to do that. But cre- that creates, uh, as I said, a paradox. Because you call it Metroid and you're just going to upset people who love Metroid. And to young generations, Metroid likely doesn't mean anything. So just just create a new, again, sorry, Mike, a new IP. Just create a new IP, make a new game. And people would have been okay with that. Because maybe it's a fun game. But just calling it Metroid, it's like if you come up with this uh, new version, I imagine, with this new version of Star Wars... That's not really Star Wars, that doesn't have the same characters or the same universe or the same style, and you call it Star Wars. Just to prove a point. It's, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I'm not even upset, I'm just sad. Uh, so, can we, can we, can we finish the, the, the Nintendo uh, digital event, Mike? Yeah. Uh, the, the, for the net, keeps getting weird so for 10 or 15 minutes i feel like there was a an entire japanese section <laughs> in the video they always so do it's this a, it's a bunch of anime 
video uh, videos for, for for new games and again this is not new games because there was a I think the Fire Emblem meets um, what's the other uh, series it's one of those crossovers that Nintendo is doing. I don't and know, they... man. I, I took no notes and weren't even really watching that section. Yeah, I wasn't it, able The to... games just don't appeal to me. I know they definitely appeal to some people, but they just don't appeal to me. Yeah, it's... A... I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, the, I get it why Nintendo does this, because it's in Japan, this is what Nintendo does, and one of the reasons why people love Nintendo is these type of, types of games that they can access... But for E3, for an, 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 an English-speaking audience, it's just weird. And, you know, uh, and it doesn't make much sense to me to have... I mean, have the trailers or the videos outside of the digital event. And instead, the way that this digital event was constructed as a video, it just felt like they needed to have something. And so they... I don't know if you noticed this... But besides the weird Japanese section, which was like three or four games in Japanese, and everybody on Twitter was like, "What is this? What is this in the in the kino, in the video?" But even the transitions between the segments were slow, and it just felt like they needed to accumulate seconds to just make sure that they had some kind of show. You know, the transitions with the logos and stuff—they were slow, and it just felt like they needed to fill this up with something. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's a new Animal Crossing game for the Wii U, but not the real Animal Crossing. Uh, it's a Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. You can use Amiibo, new Amiibos from Animal Crossing on the Wii U. It looked like a, like, kind of looked like Monopoly, but it was like a board game type game. Yeah, it it's really like, weird. It's like Mario Party for people who think Mario Party is too violent. So, you know. I don't know, I feel like like an even more... I don't know. Uh, like a softer... Like a really soft and kind and, you know, hippie version of Mario Party. It's basically just a way to sell tender for an amiibo. Yeah, I think so. It's just like... like, like, like like a basic software <laughs> aimed to sell these Amiibo figurines, which is fine. Yeah. They also Plain had uh, Animal Crossing Happy Home Developer Designer, designer. which is just like an interior design game. You just design different towns and houses. It looks yeah, fun. I, it looks fun. I think there's an audience for these games. Even if we don't like it, there's an audience. Um, but again, see, that type of kind spin-off from the main series makes sense with the Animal Crossing game, right? Because it's the same characters. You can already design stuff in in, in the Animal Crossing. And again, I'm thinking about Metroid and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, last, uh, this I'm kind of excited about. Probably my favorite announcement from the keynote, uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. So I'm a huge, huge fan of the Mario and Luigi video games. They mix the platforming and the humor from the Mario games with some lightweight RPG elements. And they're kind of blending the uh, 3D Mario and Luigi game with the other um, RPG-inspired uh, Paper Mario series. They're 
making these two uh, worlds uh, collide in a single video game and it looks fun, there's the 3D world and the paper world it's coming out next year on 3DS and I'm hoping that they can return to the to the old uh, you know level of quality of of the Mario and Luigi series. It was excellent on the GBA, uh, kind of eh, on on the on the Nintendo DS, and I think there was already one for the 3DS that was kind of okay, um, or maybe it was the final one for the DS that was kind of okay. Bowser Inside Story. I don't remember. Anyway, I I hope that they can make a, a fun game. It looks fun. At least you know I like this type of game. I uh, wasn't expecting a new Mario & Luigi uh, version for the 3DS, so I'm happy about this one. And uh, yeah, so from the from the digital event I'm happy about Mario & Luigi, and in general I'm happy that Bravely Second is coming to the West, and they showed during the Treehouse uh, a gameplay demo in Japanese of uh, Bravely Second and Layer, so I was a big fan of Bravely Default. When it came out last year, uh, this, the the, the, the sequel looks gorgeous, it's very similar to the first one, I don't have a release date, but I'm happy. And that's about it. Digital event from Nintendo. So how do you feel? Mm, not positive. They, don't, they didn't have a good show in this year. They had a good show last show. year. There was no Pokemon announcement, which no. I found concerning. Like, nothing. I mean, they did They did announce that... Uh, what is the name of that game? Yokai Watch is coming. Yokai Watch, yeah. Uh, it's 2015 in the in America, 2016 in Europe. Yeah, but uh, that again, we knew it's just a release date. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's happening. But I was expecting something Pokemon related. They bring a new game every year, so you know, whether it's a new IP or one of the remastered ones. But we're due a new now, and uh, that didn't happen. Um, there was no. I was really expecting them to build up to a new Mario, like even just a tease, like for next year. But nothing. I don't know. I don't know, man. This doesn't. Feel do you good. feel? Do you feel like maybe Nintendo right now is stretched too thin? Like I think that they are focusing their efforts on NX, and if that is the case, and next well, year need, we see need some really get- big stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, then you you can count me feeling a lot better about this year. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I feel like they really wanted to have Zelda this year, and not having Zelda uh, kind of basically <laughs> changed the, their entire plans. And I, I, I'm excited to see what they do in mobile games, what they do with the NX, and I'm sure the next year we'll have. Uh, a really packed show from Nintendo because this year it's one of those Nintendo E3s. They don't have anything, and this this type of Nintendo E3 uh, conference ha- happens every few years. It's a cycle. Um, but what I I guess what I what I'm skeptical is with the Zelda game. I don't want to have a repeat of the problem that happened before that they are delaying a Zelda game and it'll come out on the on the last stretch of the home console but it should have been a launch title for the next console so this happened with the with Twilight Princess this happened with Skyward Sword on the Wii Nintendo is always saving the, the you know the Zelda game for the last uh, cycle of the home console and it 
you know, when people are already expecting the next console, and I don't want to have that. Wasn't there also, what one was it that launched with the Wii? Uh, with the Wii? Yeah. Yeah, because Twilight Princess was a GameCube game. Yeah, so that was the it, other problem, so the inverse, where that game came out for the new console, but if it was it looked clearly like a, a previous-gen yeah. game. That's a dual problem, uh, yeah. exactly. And it looks, based on timing, that it's going to happen again. So You think so, right? Because I'm expecting at 2016 E3, they will be showing an X with a 2017 release date. So mm-hmm. one way or the other, this Zelda is going to land in the wrong place. Yeah. So it's either going to be too late on the Wii U or it will come out for the NX and it's not going to, it's not going to be good enough. Because Zelda is coming out next holiday season for sure at this point. And so holiday 2016. Yeah, they'll hold it now. Yeah. I mean, uh, what, what, it depends on the timing of, of the NX. Right, because if they wanna do the surprise kind of the surprise launch, they do the announcement at E3 2016, and they say we're gonna launch holiday season. So by Christmas you can buy a new Nintendo console. I don't think that's the case. Maybe so. If the NX is coming out in 2017, then maybe Zelda is fine on the Wii U. But 2017 is a long way off for the, for a new Nintendo console. I don't think the the Wii U can hold two more years. Unless Nintendo really wants to fade in the background mm. uh, when it comes to consoles. And there needs to be a new portable console as well. So Nintendo at this stage is in a transition point and instead of s- detailing their plans for this transition, you know, from the 3DS to whatever's next, from the Wii U to whatever's next, to mobile games, they announced a Metroid game that is not a Metroid game, a Star Fox game that looks awful, and a bunch of spin-offs from Animal Crossing and release dates for games we already knew. That's why people are at least annoyed by this uh, E3 from Nintendo. It's a very low on the details and, you know, not a good show. Not a good show and definitely put Sony and Microsoft way, way ahead if there were any doubts. This E3 keynote doesn't change the fact that Nintendo consoles remain unique and you can play fun games, but they give the impression that Nintendo is is struggling even more than what we knew. And it wasn't... It wasn't a good show. Again, n- not a good show, not a not a good sign for the future, I think. And not a good sign if you own a Nintendo console and you want to play new games. Uh, it looks like you're going to have to wait, <laughs> you know, a little bit. Unless you want to play games like uh, the Yoshi game or, you know, Mario Which Maker. Which does look really good fun. It's not a strong lineup. It's it's not a strong... Last year, they had Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart 8. This year, you have Mario Maker and Yoshi. You're going into the holiday season with these two games. It doesn't look like a strong plan to me. You know. So, that's uh, that's Nintendo at E3. Yep. Do you think that it's worse because the other companies had better showings, or do you think it's just it's just bad? Well, it's it's a problem, right? Because you're comparing the strong keynotes to this very. Uh, slow and unsurprising one, but I I feel like it's not a good show on its own. It's a, it, 
independently from Sony announcing those three megatons or Microsoft having a solid lineup and announcements, uh, it's it, this is a boring E3 from Nintendo no matter what. I, I'm very critical this time. Uh, I usually I usually want to give Nintendo a pass, but not this time. And not just because of Metroid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We done? We're sad, yeah. right? We're both sad about kind that. Kind of sad. I, I feel like I just need to go out and distract myself. You should do that. Right. Next year, Mike. Next year. Yeah, it's a long It'll way be away. better. Nintendo, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. If you want to catch the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 42. If you haven't listened to our previous episode, uh, episode 41, which is about Microsoft and, and PlayStation, uh, you should definitely do that. Microsoft and Sony for the Xbox and the PlayStation because this is our second episode of the week. I keep calling it this week's episode, but it is our second episode. And uh, we'll be back next time. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, say goodbye, Mr. Federico Vitici. Arrivederci.